Uh, you like to answer the question before you. Uh, yeah, and ask that's why I was like, <laughs> let me not, let me stop, let me pause, and let you answer. Uh, that's no, I wasn't gonna answer. I was gonna tell it what it's not. So what do you think it's not? No, that's not the point. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to the A Space to Breathe podcast, a podcast for black men to be free, open, and vulnerable, away from the pressures of manhood we find in different aspects of our lives. This is episode six of the pod, and we have my brother Matt back on the pod to talk about something that we've been discussing a lot recently, um, loneliness um, and manhood. Uh, We've already done intros, so I feel like y'all need to say your sneaker head of school husband father teacher thing again but you said i don't need to say it it okay cool i was like (laughs) i don't feel like i need to say that again um but maybe we can get to know you a little bit better real quick okay uh what's your favorite what's the food that you could eat every day all day for the rest of your life um hot wings specific be specific like the place or like is it like hot wings like buffalo wings yeah but hot wings like in Memphis, we got like honey hot. Oh, the, what st- what flavor? Yes, uh, lemon pepper hot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. never had that. You should try it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you might not want anything else. Mm, we'll yeah. see. I mean, you like hot? You like lemon pepper? I don't like hot though. Oh well, you might not like it then. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. What about your? So, if you were stuck on an island, mm-hmm. I feel like I asked this question at did, work, <laughs> but I'm not gonna ask the whole question. Okay. And there was one book that you had that you had to read over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. for the amount of time that you were on the island. What would it be? Um. I don't know. I think that maybe it will be. Um, it's actually. I don't know if it's um, his biography, but Kevin Hart's book, his first book. Really? Yeah, that book is hilarious. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Kevin because Hart I would want to. Yeah, we've talked about this. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart can do no wrong. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, his, his, his book is hilarious and it's, it's about his life and the way he explains it. It's just really funny. So that would probably be the book that I would, or the, um, Trevor Noah's biography, Born a Crime is also another hilarious book, um, biography that I will, I would, uh, enjoy reading. So you want something that'll keep you laughing? Yeah, man. I wouldn't, first of all, I don't read for entertainment, really. I only read to learn. Um, but yeah. if I'm on a on a island, it's no point of really learning unless I'm reading a a, a book that's going to teach me how to build a boat from scratch. <laughs> um, and you only need to read that once, right? And yeah. so I'm just so I would want to read something for entertainment. And so those are two books that I've read that um, I was entertained by. Okay, it's interesting oh. you bring up Kevin Hart because I think that was one of the conversations we had kind of connected to loneliness yeah 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 after we watched me time yeah um i guess that was actually one of my favorite kevin hart things he's done really and people hate it yeah i feel like i I liked it i feel like because of its commentary on friendship and Mm -hmm. loneliness and getting older and adjusting to 
going in different directions. Right, and I don't think people looked at it in that direction. Yeah, I wasn't trying way. to be entertained, like laugh. It was kind of funny at points. It was, <laughs> it was funny. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to go. The only bad Kevin Hart movie is Night School. That movie is awful. Okay. There's others, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so we're going to jump in. As always, we start out by checking in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you good, bro? Yeah. Um, for the most part, um, I think there has been, uh, I've been, I think this week has been very emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last two weeks, just work's been hard. Um, challenging things have just it's the time of year where the plans are starting and to look like they're falling apart mm-hmm. when it's really just the, the ebbs and flow of the year. And so I think it's just been really challenging at work, trying to figure out how to navigate it. Um, and then life at home is picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids are all in their extracurricular stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and cheerleading ain't even starting yet. And yeah. so, um, just kind of navigating all of that work is picking up, home is picking up and trying to maintain the things that I committed to specifically like working out, um, eating right and things like that and to maintain my health. Because every year around this time, I normally get sick mm. either with um, either with a migraine for like two, two or three weeks and or with some type of um anxiety that leads to de- dehydration or some mm-hmm. sort and so like this year i've been good uh i've been feeling myself getting to a place where i'm like you need to catch it because yeah. if you don't it's gonna get there yeah and so um that's just where i am trying to catch that make sure i stay good and yeah. stay healthy so what about you you good brother uh yeah i'm good um i'm gonna give an actual word of how i'm feeling i know mm-hmm. good is not a feeling um, I think I would say that I am content. Um, I think I am in a place of acceptance. Um, I think it kind of ties into what we're talking about today, but I think just acceptance generally in terms of like trying to be, trying to not just focus in on the things that I don't have, the things that are not going the way that I want them to go. Um, the negative, having like this negative or dissatisfied disposition and more Mm -hmm. so trying to like um, acknowledge and recognize the good things that are happening. Um, And also with the contentment, it's also acknowledging and recognizing people's ability or inability to commit to relationship with me Mm -hmm. Um, and not trying to go to the extreme of like, you're not spending time with me, you're not intentional and so you don't care, Mm -hmm. but you're in a season where you can't. Um, which has been really hard for me because I feel like if you care, you would communicate that. Right. But that's a whole other, a whole other thing. A whole other podcast. <laughs> a whole other podcast. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah. So we can we can kind of jump in. I think that I wanted. I have so many questions that I want to ask about it, but I think it'll lead us down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> we and they and come and talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they going to listen to that. Um, but I think. Um, with this topic of loneliness, I think I want to talk about it uh, because I feel like men struggle with it so often, mm-hmm. and whether it is recognized or not, um, we don't always give it the space yeah. to be processed, um, or we don't always do anything about it or try to do anything about it. Uh, we just kind of like sit in it or 
ignore it (laughs) and just keep working or keep distracting ourselves from it. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to give space here uh, on our podcast or on uh, Space to Breathe to like really like dive into it, Um, talk about our experiences and kind of why we kind of think it is a common thing for me. So you can kick us off with just kind of like your experiences with loneliness, um, particularly like kind of what led to that feeling of loneliness and what was the impact on you? Yeah, um, I think loneliness is something that I felt a lot um, growing up. Um, For example, I'm the youngest of nine. And mm. the the siblings in the house with me, the one that was closest to aging me was with me was eight years older than me. Yeah. And so it was a lot of like kind of growing up as an only child, but actually having people there with you, um, which in a sense kind of feels in a, like a lonely place. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a, what our opportunities where I really could connect with my siblings because developmentally we were so different all the time. Yeah. And a part of me um, with that, I had to grow up kind of fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spent a lot of time with my dad, with my, with my mom, but it was also this longing for like, you know, others around my age mm-hmm. uh, that I never really could figure out. I, I had a hard time like fitting in because I lived in two different worlds. Yeah. Um, I went to school in the suburbs, but I spent most of my time in South Memphis. And so like, it was really hard to navigate that and uh, fit in. And I think a lot of my loneliness came around the having a, uh, opportunity or trying to find a way to fit in or trying to find my group. Yeah. Uh, I think I've been searching for my group, my place for a really long time and it's just really been difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And so what it has done is instead like one, I'm, I, I, I claim to be an introvert. And every time I tell somebody that, they're like, what? Yeah. And then um, because I have very extroverted tendencies, but. Yeah, I just saw that like two weeks ago. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's what he meant. And so I, cl- <laughs> I claim to be an introvert. And, um, and then um, so I also walked around with this narrative of like, I don't need people. Mm-hmm. I don't like people. Like people. um annoy me that's not true all right and it was a defense mechanism that i uh put up because of this feeling of loneliness that i've had for a really long time yeah and so instead of one seeking people and seeking out relationships i accepted not having them because um i accepted not having them and um what is the word i'm looking for um kind of played it off in a sense mm. with this uh, with this ideology or this facade that I don't want yeah. people like people yeah. or don't want people. Yeah. Um, and so I think it has kind of made me a little uh, jaded and like a little rough around the edges because I don't think uh, I have been described by many people as blunt um, and, and direct, which I've had to work to kind of yeah. smooth out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um, that's kind of this is this is going to be a, a interesting topic for me to dive into because yeah. it's such a uh, a heavy thing, and also like I always feel it. Mm. Um, so yeah. Wow. Yeah, I resonate with a lot of that. 
I think that I probably didn't actually start saying that I felt lonely till I went to therapy, and mm-hmm. that was one of the words <laughs> that was on the list. Mm-hmm. Like my therapist always asks, like, "How are you feeling?" and like have to check in with these these words. And lonely was the, I remember seeing lonely for the first time. I'm like, huh? Yeah, I think I might feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, I growing up, I always one struggled to connect with um, men or boys at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think particularly because I did I was not really into sports like that. Like I played sports to be active, but I wasn't like I didn't play basketball, I didn't play football. Like I played tennis. That was mm-hmm. my thing. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I played tennis in high school. Um, like you was a high school tennis player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in the paper too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was one part of it. Um, and I think also like I just didn't. I don't know. Like I was always in books. Like I was always writing. Like I didn't want to go outside and play with the other boys on the street. I wanted to stay inside and like watch TV and play book and read books. Like that's what I did growing up. Um, and so I always struggled to kind of like connect with other boys because I wasn't doing what other boys did. Right. Um, I think also, um, like another piece of it, uh, was as I was, I think as I was growing up, I also kind of just like was, uh, felt like I was older mm. or I like was more yeah. mature. Mm-hmm. Like even to this day, like most of my friends are older than me. Right. Um, all of my friends are older than me. I think about it, and I've just always been a, been um, drawn to older people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my parents raised me to be ten years older than what I was, <laughs> um, and I think because of that, like I just never connected with the boys in my grade and mm-hmm. the boys in like at my age and my neighborhood and things like that. So I, I think I had always felt like a, a degree of loneliness and isolation. I think that just as I said, as I've gotten older, like I been able to put words to it mm-hmm. and I think I resonate particularly what you're saying around like trying to find your place and trying to find your, your space I think that as humans we all want this sense of belonging yeah um, and like when you don't feel that sense of belonging like that's when loneliness t- starts to creep in mm-hmm. um, I think something I've like even been wrestling with now being married and um, starting a family is just like loneliness kind of creeps in more because like you're just con- consumed with everything else that you have going on in your life between work, family, mm-hmm. um, keeping up with your house, like all those other things that like I feel a deep obligation to. Right. I'm working on that. But <laughs> like um, there's not time. Right. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's like I, and I think that so many people don't realize that how loneliness can creep in when you're surrounded by a lot of people. Mm. And so it kind of begs the question, which I want you to answer is like, what does it really mean to be lonely? Mm. Because I don't think is, well, let me not say that, but what does it really mean to be lonely? <laughs> uh, you like to answer the question before you. Uh, yeah. And that's why I was like, <laughs> let me not, let me stop. Let me pause and let you answer. Uh, no, what, I wasn't going to answer. I was going to tell it what it's not. So you think it's not? No, that's not the point. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question, though. I think... I feel like loneliness is the absence of deep connection. Mm. 
like loneliness is that like absence of feeling truly and deeply known by people mm-hmm. in your life. Um, I think it's the absence of having people in your life that don't only see you but by the things that you do. Mm-hmm. They believe that you are uh, worthy that you are valuable, that you are enjoyable, mm-hmm. that they want to delight in you just because you're you. Right. And I think loneliness um, for men particularly um, really like starts to get deep or get like more exacerbated when we're like constantly doing, constantly mm-hmm. like supporting, constantly trying to carry those around us. Yeah. Because your your worth is now connected to what you do mm-hmm. and not just you and who you are and your being. Yeah. And so I think that that is what causes, that is what leads, that's what loneliness is to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think it's not? <laughs> I was going to say it's not uh, having, it's not not having people around you. Oh, yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's not being alone mm. but i do i agree with you like the way that i put it was like the absence of being known and truly seen yeah um and cared for deeply yeah and i think like you literally stole words from my head when you uh talked about how our priorities of um being a husband or a father to provide and protect yeah. can only can and we only are seen in that way can lead to us feeling lonely um, mm. when you have a house full of people, but you feel truly alone. Um, and I think that that is something that men don't discuss mm. or have a space to discuss it and talk about it. Um, yeah. Nobody's in the barbershop saying, yo, you know what, fellas, I, I'm, I feel alone. Yeah. Like, I'm at home, I, I'm taking care of the wife, I'm taking care of the kids, but I feel alone. Yeah. And I think so many men, and because of that, men not talking about it, they do other things to to fill that void, that loneliness void um, that leads them to doing things that they shouldn't be doing in their marriage. Yeah. So, yeah. So then, like, with with men that are married or dating or have kids or whatever, or, like, are just really connected to their family, mm-hmm. um, like, you would assume that, hey, you have a great relationship with your partner. Mm-hmm. You have a great relationship with your kids. Um, or you have a great relationship with your brother, your sister, your mom, and dad, whoever. Mm-hmm. Why are you lonely? Like, what leads you to still be lonely even though you have people that you do have deep connection with. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to that specifically? Why do men still feel lonely? I would argue that they don't have deep connection. Mm. Uh, I would argue that there is a, there is something that is, there's a barrier that is keeping them from truly connecting deeply mm. with those around them. Um, and sometimes it's them not being able to articulate who one who they really are, or feel that they're able to demonstrate who they really are, um, and I think that when we don't express it, and we just continue to live life, no one knows that we're feeling this way, yeah. and don't know to do something different to know and see us. Mm. And I think that the first thing that we got to do is start talking about it and really 
um, and really allow people in to to see us one and to know how we're feeling. Um, but I think the thing is, is that we don't know what we're feeling or what loneliness is. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm going to push you, though. Okay. So I feel like you and your wife have a really deep connection. Mm-hmm. Like, you and your family, like, really prioritize being present with each other. Mm-hmm. Why do you still have moments where you feel lonely? I think... I think it's in moments of misunderstanding and, and mm-hmm. a disconnect um, because I think it's opportunities where I'm trying to communicate one thing and something else. So I'm trying to communicate one thing about how I'm feeling or th- an action. Mm-hmm. But this action is being contributed to a total different feeling and emotion yeah. where I am now it's a misunderstanding and now it's been... Um, assumed that I'm saying one thing by my actions. Mm. Um, and so, and in them, in those moments, that's when the loneliness creeps in. It's like, you're not even seeing me. Mm. Like you're, you're seeing mm. the, you're seeing the action, but you, you, this person I thought who really knew my character, knew exactly who I was, yeah. is missing the point where I'm trying to like really work together here. Yeah. And really get on the same page. But out of like uh, frustration, mm-hmm. this thing, this thing has been said. Yeah. Right. And when that thing says and it cuts and it's like, yeah. wait a minute. Like, yeah. Do you really know who I am? Yeah. And in those moments, like that's, those are the moments for me. It's like when I don't feel seen mm. or my true character doesn't feel seen or heard or. Like, you don't know who I am. Like, did you forget who you were talking to? Yeah. I don't know, like, out of a respect way of just, like, out of, like, you're supposed to know me. Yeah. Um, those are the moments where I feel alone. Like, your kids can really make you feel alone. <laughs> just you. Like, uh, <laughs> they can really yeah. make you feel alone because there are, there are moments where you can only just, like, they only need you to do for them. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, and they and the appreciation it sometimes is, yeah, it's lost. On yeah, them. yeah. So I think like that might be where, like, your introversion comes in versus my extroversion. Um, what you mean? Because I feel like I can, like, with me and Adrian, I feel like we can be in a really great spot, mm-hmm. and we can have like deep connection. Um, I still feel a degree of loneliness mm. if I don't have other men in my life, like mm. male friendships that I'm also able to nourish. Mm-hmm. But I also know I'm like very much an extrovert mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like social um, interaction. Um, I get energy from being around people and having conversations like this. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like for me, if I'm feeling, if I can, if I could, I can still feel a sense of loneliness if I don't feel like my friends are being intentional, mm-hmm. even if I'm trying to be intentional and it's not being re- received or um, um, it's not res- uh, there's no reciprocity there. Right. Um, and so I think that, yeah, I think that's kind of where like I am kind of like sitting sometimes. Um, Cause it's interesting you sent me that um, 
article from Vox about male friendships yeah. and how so many men don't have male friendships. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, and I think of, that's like really true. Like, my dad didn't have any male friends. He had one, and then they are not really that much friends. Not really that bad good friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Most of the men in my life, my uncles, like, I don't know that they have friends. They like have their families, and that's it. Um, and so, yeah, I wonder like, where do you see like the lack of male friendships contributing to loneliness, mm-hmm. and then what is contributing to that lack? Like, why don't men become friends or try to be friends with each other? Uh, that's a hard question to a- answer. Um, I think, what was the first question? I don't remember it. So, like, how does the lack of male friendship mm-hmm. contribute to loneliness for men? I think this, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer. But let me answer the second one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I was gonna try it. I was gonna try it, but I don't have it. But um, I think it's harder to make friends as you get older. Uh-huh. Um, and I think life has taken people's friends away in a different uh, in different aspects because life changes. Mm. Uh, people go down different paths, um, and I don't think that that is a bad thing that friendships aren't aren't still there but I think as you get older it's like when we were younger we was like hey I like this I like that let's be friends it don't work that way uh, at 30 yeah right and and so I think we're trying to navigate what does it look like to be it does what does it look like to make friends at 30 sometimes being married mm-hmm. and sometimes with kids, right? Mm-hmm. When so many other things take priority um, and and friendships don't necessarily, it's not one of those yeah. things. And so I, I think that the lack of male friendships is the, is part of the reason why so many men feel lonely because, or feel something that they don't know and can't describe, which ends up being loneliness. Yeah. And it's because then a lot of them don't have people to talk to. Yeah. Um, I don't, it's very hard for me to be like, to see or to see just, you know, a bunch of men going up to their wives and being like, you know, you know, I'm just lonely. Mm. Uh, I'm just feeling this way. Yeah. Um, one, I don't think a lot of women gonna know what to do with that. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> women say they want emotionally intelligent men, but <laughs> gotta be ready for it. Yes, gotta be ready. And for so, it. Uh, I don't think a lot of women know what to do with that. And so, which I think, I think creates a cycle of men. Then now we're like, oh, that didn't work. So I'm not gonna do that again. Right. So I'm just gonna hold it in. Right. I'm and still then, gonna feel lonely, but I'm right. not gonna say it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that is, um, I think that's a part of it that uh, that perpetuates the loneliness, that not having friends, not necessarily to have somebody to be with, uh, to be with or to be friends with, to hang out with, but having somebody to actually have the deep conversations with. Mm -hmm. Because I think men do have friends that that they can go to the bar with, they can go drink with, they can go watch a football game with. But I don't know if it's the friends that's having these conversations, uh, these deep conversations with with and that I can be like, yo, this is how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Do you experience this? And they can be like, actually, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, and so, 
Yeah. I think sometimes we just need to be validated in our feelings. Yeah. We're not the only ones. Yeah. yeah. I think you answer, end up answering both questions. Oh, okay. Like, I think that, yeah, like, that was kind of what I, what I was trying to get at. It's just, like, there is a beauty to being able to have someone who has a similar lived experience as you that you can be deep with. Um, I'm about to fall off this stool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm good. Sliding off. Yeah. All right, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> um, but, like, I, I think there's, like, a, there's a beauty to being able to, like, have someone that has your shared life experience that mm-hmm. you can just be open and honest and vulnerable with. Um, and I think that um, when you don't have that, it just further entrenches this feeling of loneliness yeah um and i think that for me i think that the issue is like there is just not a not there's not like men are always taught to how taught how to be in touch with them like their own feelings and emotions Mm -hmm. to the to the point that then they now they can't connect with others and their feelings and emotions Mm. and so i think that like it is then difficult to form deep, meaningful male friendships that go beyond the normal conversations. Right. Um, because you don't know how to do it. Um, and so, like, with that, I, like, was thinking about what you said when it's, like, it's hard to make friends at 30 uh, because other things come into place. Well, like, yeah, if you hadn't even developed the, 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 the basic methods or the basic necessities of being able to have friendship yeah, before you get to 30 like of course you can't <laughs> like you don't have time to make that friends at 30 right um i'm like you can do that i mean it's just hard it's hard but it's possible you, you did it yeah man and it's just funny because it's just like <laughs> and in a lot of my friendships these days it's, just, it's a lot of define the relationship conversations <laughs> like <laughs> what is like what are we doing here yeah. like like um, there are many more men who are uh, desiring more intentional and deeper friendships with each other. And I think that I think maybe five years ago, I would have been like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. But I think where we're one where we are in society and where I am now as a human being, I think like, yeah, of course we want to. Like, yeah. of course, we want to be people who are on the same page about what this friendship is. And I think, like, it's really important for those things to happen and not to be weirded out by it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, what's the alternative? To be lonely. And what's the... Because this... First of all, our fathers, our fathers have all been lonely. Yeah. It's been... Father's Day is probably the most least celebrated holiday in the country. I don't know. Check the statistics. I bet it is. It's close. Just think about what happens to Father's Day. On Mother's Day, you can't go to a restaurant, can you? No. Nope. Because it's packed. Everybody's there. On Father's Day, you can get in wherever. (laughs) Just letting you know. My daddy tells me that all the time, so... Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit more nuanced, but we can't have to go there right now. Look it up. <laughs> okay. Look it up. But then, like, what are the negative impacts then of loneliness? Like, if we, like, what have you seen of men who continue to be lonely 
um, and don't ever aren't ever equipped to like figure it out or acknowledge it, uh, and then don't have don't haven't done anything about it. Yeah, my mind goes to the worst things, um, yeah. which is in marriage is cheating, mm. and um, just regular suicide, mm. and. Yeah, those are on two. But those are on two that I can think of. So it's, I'm sure that it's not the, that many. Uh, those things can happen. Um, but I don't think that it's always that extreme. But I think that they um, find a... Somewhere to retreat. Mm. Um, which tends to be like, like I said, like the the cheating thing. I think it's drugs. I think it's pornography. I think it's um, it's it's a lot of those things that we do um, for numbing mm-hmm. those numbing activities to make the pain go away, yeah, um, and, or the feeling go away. Uh, because I think there, I guess it is a, a degree of pain that comes along with 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 loneliness. Um, or sadness Um, and even to sometimes even depression um, is one of those things that come out of it and I think that they're in a I think it also stunts them emotionally Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so uh, with and that stunting emotionally also affects your marriages and then the relationship with your kids. Yeah. Uh, so then you don't know how to connect with your your daughter or your son, and then that perpetuates some type of father womb that they need to go to therapy about. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it's I whole, think whole cycle, chain, chain right? reaction. And so I just think like. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I know, like, we went to the Just Heal Bro event, and one of the things that one of the speakers said, I don't know which one it was, uh, but it spoke to me. It was just like what what David Denkiel manifested in Solomon, mm-hmm. and just thinking about those um, habits, sin, whatever you want to call it, but um, and sometimes even those feelings. Yeah. Um, can manifest within our children and out and blossom a lot larger. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that even in addition to all of that, you kind of touched on it, but like there's like an emotional, an emotional numbing that can happen. It's kind of like, I kind of thought about like the quiet quitting of emotions. Mm-hmm. Like this quiet quitting is a, a thing that is going around. It, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's but, not quiet quitting, it's just doing the bare minimum right yeah and so if you like map that on to like emotions like and like you're like or like how emotions like i don't think you can relate to others in any manner without emotions mm. like if you can't relate to them health healthy healthily without emotions and without expressing how things impact you Expressing how you feel about things, you're now you're not being your true self if you're not f- expressing your feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it becomes this like shutting down of your emotions to the extent of like now you're just like going through the motions in life, mm-hmm. whether you're married, whether you're not, um, whether you you're not truly present. You're not truly present. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that can happen 
um, when you're lonely because I feel like community is so important. Like we weren't made to be alone. Mm -hmm. We weren't made to just be on our own. Community has been, you find that space mm -hmm. um, to, to express, to be seen. Um, and now um, I think that connected to that, like I think um, it's easy for us to like hear a little further removed from being single than I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I think I also want to like just acknowledge that like loneliness in, as a single man is, is rough too. Right. Like I experienced it heavily. Um, and I think that like the impacts there was just like there was like it was like gen generally like just a lack of accountability <laughs> and a lack of feeling um, cared for and mm -hmm. loved. Um, it led to, in some ways, like those suicidal thoughts for me. Um, and so, yeah, I think that loneliness is, has the potential to have like widespread effects across men, regardless of where they find themselves. Right. One of the things you said uh, about loneliness uh, made me think about, you did, I guess I didn't realize this, but man been lonely since the beginning. Hmm. Like it literally says that God saw Adam and mm -hmm. said that it's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, man, from the beginning, like when God knew that we weren't made to be alone and community is so important. And um, one God will reckon that reconcile that feeling for us, mm. um, and I think sometimes, oftentimes, that loneliness is also rooted in not having a true relationship with Him. Mm. Didn't mean to take it there, but that's where we're going. But, uh, read, <laughs> and so I think that is something that we often have to consider is like, mm. where are we? And where we're taking care of ourselves, you know, emotionally, we're not there. We're taking care of ourselves physically. We, we know it's a good, we got a good groove with people going to therapy now. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we got people like trying to feel into and get in their feelings, but they're still dismissing piece of taking care of ourselves spiritually mm -hmm. um, and really finding a relationship uh, with the one who created us. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that's something to that will help and feed that loneliness. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, I mean, as as we kind of wrap this up, I wanted to kind of offer practical steps—not mm -hmm. steps, but practical tools or practicality. You got some practical. tools? I don't have practical tools or oh. steps, so I just said practicality. Okay. <laughs> so, how do you kind of work to counter feelings of loneliness? How do you kind of like if you're if like we got brothers listening and they're like yep I feel all of everything that you said but what do I do man um, it's really hard I think the the thing that's been helping me is finding is talking to someone um, mm -hmm. is not being ashamed of my feelings um, but I was like knowing what I feel, not being ashamed of them and being able to communicate them to either my wife or a friend mm -hmm. that can support and provide, you know, um, true wise counsel and um, a place to go. Um, I think also it's the, it's the affirmations that come along with it because I think a lot of times our 
our uh, loneliness is rooted in sometimes how we see our, our worth mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and really going back to the affirmations of, well, for me, it's that I'm worthy just because I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so grounding myself in those things um, have really, and being able to talk about them, express them, and people to push and ask questions about them uh, to really get to the root of what it is. Um, I think that has been, that's the one thing for me that has been helpful yeah. and I would suggest for people to do. Yeah, yeah. And I think, first, I'm going to be reminded of you of that affirmation. Now that I know exactly what the wording is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Second, um, I think um, the first, the, the thing that I thought about most was just like knowing yourself first. Mm-hmm. I think loneliness can also come um, in a response to being incongruent with who you are mm-hmm. um, and not knowing who you truly are. Mm-hmm. I had to think about what incongruent meant for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, I think it's also just like with me, with if I don't know who I am, there's no way that I can connect with someone else uh-huh. deeply and truly. You can uh-huh. connect surfacely. You can connect on a line, uh-huh. but that's still not going to uh, like fix your feelings of loneliness. But for me, I started being able to kind of connect with community, can reach out and like be um, intentional with other people when I first knew myself mm. and knew, and like when I say know myself, I mean like my likes, my dislikes, my values, mm. um, acknowledging and dealing with trauma and wounds and knowing the big, the best parts of me and the worst parts of me. Yeah. I don't have to share that with everybody. <laughs> but, like... That's a good point. You should say it again. You don't have to share everything with everybody. <laughs> okay. No, it's for the people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but with that, I think it's just, like, it helped me. When I did that, that helped me mm-hmm. connect. It helped me... I realize the ways in which my lack of emotional awareness was contributing to my loneliness. Mm. And also when I knew myself, it helped me then be more vulnerable with other people. Yeah. And then that vulnerability, that builds relationships. Mm -hmm. That builds closeness. Um, I typically, when I'm getting close with somebody, I'd like to share my deepest part of my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I see, do you take it or not? Mm-hmm. And it's out of the confidence of who I am. Right. And having worked through the shame, having worked through all of those things there. And it's just like, here's me, take me or leave me. Mm-hmm. If you leave me, you missed out, but <laughs> it's your loss, right. um, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that kind of gets to some deeper stuff too. But I think that yeah, that's kind of what has helped me in those moments. That's good. Um, but yeah, man, 
thanks for coming through again no i enjoyed this yeah you know podcasting is a really fun thing to do it is it is uh any last words wise words that you got nope i got nothing for them i gave them everything today left it all on the table yep <laughs> the literal table literal table i don't yeah. think they can see the table though if they're watching a video they can uh. <laughs> now nah, I have to do a video. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, we're going to close it out there. Uh, thanks again for coming through. I'll see you next Friday for the next episode. And remember, breathing as a black man is an act of resistance. Keep our right, y'all.